morning, folks. How's it going? Are we still here? <laughs> oh, man. What a day already. No, nah, it's fine. Everything is just fine. I got a leak somewhere. I don't have a leak. I don't have to do a leak. Uh, I discovered this morning, I'm looking in my bedroom, and I see this little, you know how, like, you look at something every day, and, you, you know, it's like, not, I'm talking about a wall. You look at a wall every day. You pass the same wall in your bedroom every day. You don't notice anything. And then today you wake up and you go, that doesn't look the same as it did yesterday and the day before and the year before and the five years prior to that. And so I'm looking and there's a little bubble in the wall. And I'm like, hmm. Push on it, a little soft. And I'm like, oh, water. It's got to be water. Sure enough, there's a sink right behind that little bubble, and I'm worried about it, so I got to figure something out. Not what I want to do right now, but and and look, I'm not, I'm not the handiest guy when it comes to I don't know plumbing. I'm just not. I can I can I can replace like toilet parts, and I'm sure you've had to. I think I would think so. I got to get my hand off my mouse because I'm going to hit stop on accident and it's going to drive me bananas. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a plumber. I wish I were. Uh, I'm not an electrician. Also wish I were. I could do the, I could do the little things. I could do the outlet replace. I could, I could take an outlet, unwire it from a wall and then put a new one in and plug something in and maybe it'll work. I can do that. I can, I can, I can do some plumbing stuff, but like when there's something behind a sink, what the fuck, what am I going to do? So I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know one thing. Plumbing issues don't go away on their own. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh man. Oh God. And right now, you know, normally I'd have like a neighbor. I would call me like, hey, plumbing and you're an older guy and you've done it. And then, you know, come over. But (laughs) lockdown, lockdown. So I don't know. I can't, I I just can't even have my neighbor over. I'm not comfortable with that. And some people will say you're overacting. I say, whatever. I'm just doing what I'm going to do. Are we open for business yet? Are we open? Are we, are, are, have have the floodgates been released or have have we just decided as a, as a people that we know more than the, what the scientists are saying? Are we open for business? If we're in Oklahoma, I think we are because, uh, she's Louise Bateman. Um, yeah, I think we are because now I'm hearing like like salons and haircut places are apparently open for business today. I'm like, or tomorrow, it's either today or tomorrow, one of the two, regardless. Oh my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh, maybe move to Vegas where things are going to be open because that's a giant shit show if you've seen the mayor of las vegas oh my goodness wow she's crazy yep she is insane i mean literally and just might she just might be really 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 dumb like one of those 
folks who were just really, really stupid and got like maybe got elected on accident because they have a name that was similar to somebody's name who died, but nobody knew they died. So she just wrote her name in and got elected. And then all of a sudden she's a mayor. I don't know. Oh, she is nuts. I highly encourage you to look at her interviews. Um, just Google Mayor Las Vegas. You'll see her. Trust me. I don't even have her name. It's it's Looney Tooney Baba Booey. I don't know. I, I can't remember her name right now, but it's, she is a nut job. And I love watching it because, man, is it entertaining to watch people be dumber than me. Whew. Okay. Well, anyway. So I had a really cool talk with a with a dude yesterday, and it had nothing to do with the show you're about to listen to, but it was a really good. We talked a lot about music, movies, and we both agreed that let's just leave the dystopian society stuff like off the table for now because man, it is getting old. Um, yeah, we had a cool talk. It just got me thinking about a lot of things. It got me thinking about you know. Just things, things and stuff. Music that really made me uh, kind of what I am today, and, and movies that made me what I am today, and pop culture-y stuff, and 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 horrible things that happened in my childhood that made me what I am today, um, b- which is probably super dysfunctional. But I digress. Nonetheless, it just got me thinking, and it, it was a it was a good good discussion. I'll get to that one more when uh, when when you're about to listen to it. But it just got me thinking, you know. All right, anybody playing? Uh, I you know before I even say that, I was thinking, I w- I had a thought. How would you feel if I just invited like five other people on the show? that just had completely diametrically opposed views of things that are going on right now. How, you know, is that, you know, would that work? <laughs> and just discuss it and just to hear like, like maybe in a rational manner, what people are thinking in terms of their own, like, all right, maybe it's, maybe I get like four people and I go, okay, you two believe that this is real. <laughs> and you other two clearly think that this is all fake. Hmm go. Do you think that would work? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about it. Anyway, folks, uh, I got a leak in my wall. That's a drag. Uh, the, the, the kids are doing distance learning. I'm not kidding. It's kind of a drag. Uh, it's a drag and it's a drag. If you have a shitty computer and one of the kids had a shitty computer. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go out and buy an eight year old uh, a $4,000 rig. So my bad on that, I guess. Um, because I was not assuming that they'd be learning through the computer machine with their entire class at any given time. We, we bought a computer just for funsies. If they want to, you know, look at, uh, the, the same website dad's on the safe ones, the IGN, the, the video game ones, not the other ones. Or if they wanted to play Minecraft, or if they wanted to look up something about SpongeBob, that'd be fun. And it gives a little bit of computer skill as well, you know. And we talked about it. And we decided, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get you know the the hundred dollar, the hundred fifty dollar entry entry below entry level computer. I think it'll be fine. And certainly it was. Then this distance learning thing happened, and you know, truth be told, 
one of them had a Chromebook uh, for the same reasons. Uh, and the other one has this POS one and the, it didn't work. And so it was a nightmare. So now I had to go jump through some hoops to get another Chromebook for the, for the thing. So it works. And I don't know if anybody else is going through that, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you need to make it happen, uh, just get a Chromebook. It works, you know, as simple as that advertisement for Chromebooks, but man, it's a drag. I feel bad for these kids. They're not getting the attention they need. They're not getting the instruction they need. And granted, like, you know, it, 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 in my house, the, the learning curve is, is pretty easy in terms of where they're at. So they're, they're fine. But I'm talking about like maybe some of the older kids. Yeah, man, this has got to be a tough. It's got to be a drag. I don't know. Which means, and if you think about the, the you know, where that's going to lead, these are the kids that may end up being like, you know, the next mayor of Vegas and, you know, Oh, it's going to get weird. Anyway, all right. Today on the show, I talked to an old friend of mine. And I call this guy an old friend because he's one of the first people I met in this industry from a, hey, I have to work with somebody outside of my little circle of team members that I that I know. And, um, you know, I met him and a few other guys around the same time. And I just stayed in touch with this fella and we, uh, you know, I developed a friendship over the years. We stopped working together for a long time just through circumstance, not through anything else. Um, maybe it was a fact that, uh, you know, uh, upper deck shut down and Yu-Gi-Oh went away and, uh, there was lawsuits and things like that. Um, totally out of my control, but, uh, stayed in touch with this fella for many years to this day. Um, I, he's one of the only folks I've had on the show, I think one of two, <laughs> one of two people that I've had on the show that is also I've had in my home and hosted for dinner with him and his lovely wife. And, um, yeah, so, uh, Steve Port's on the show today. Uh, the guy runs a little business called Legion Supplies among some other things. And he's got a bunch of other things we're going to talk about on the show. A bunch of stuff he's doing with magic. His wife is going to be president soon. She's a senator. I think I, if I remember correctly, I'm going to put up a bunch of links that you can look in. Uh, the, the, the conversation gets a little wordy towards the end. Thanks Steve. Cause he starts talking about his, uh, political statistics and numbers, but it's fine. I asked him to do it. So it's okay. In any case, um, we just talk about old shit talk about old times, talk about stuff, talk about things that are going on. He's a good dude. You should listen. I like Steve a lot. It's Steve Port on Brenzor's dead. All right. No, Steve, no small talk. No small talk. Never, never any small talk. It's straight to business. We, we do all the foreplay while we're recording. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hello, uh, Steve Port. How you Hello, doing, Hello, Jason buddy? Brenner. Uh, good to hear from you. It's been a while. It, it's been, yeah. Uh, you were, uh, you've been doing this for a bit and uh, I've been enjoying it. I don't listen to everyone, but I listen to most of them. Well, thanks for saying that, <laughs> that you don't listen to everyone. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, my I'm expectation a busy man, is, Jason Brenner. I'm a busy man. 
how would that while you're busy you put me in your face holes and you listen for like an hour yeah it's uh i've been slowly working through the backlog getting to getting to most of them uh but it's uh i've been stupid busy the last three weeks or so which is you know the exact opposite of of most of the world right now why why are you stupid busy because the rest of the world has come to a screeching fucking halt wait are do i hear like little things little humans in the background am i on like some sort of open microphone machine where they can hear me say something uh there is an open mic and uh that you may hear some some motion they're upstairs um <laughs> I, I don't care if we hear them i just don't want them to hear me say fuck oh well that's <laughs> not even going to be the first time today probably oh okay good <laughs> Why, why are you stupid busy? I want to hear this. Uh, stupid busy because of uh, mtgmelee.com. Um, uh, Throw about, out the plug. <clears throat> All right. About a year ago, I got involved <laughs> yeah. with this. A little under a year ago, I uh, got involved with it with uh, um, uh, a friend, somebody who so I had known for a while, and he's building a uh, platform to play magic tournaments online. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a thing that's handled fairly poorly by just about every other program that's out there. Um, because magic just has a lot of particularly uh, particularities that uh, that don't work well with with the other uh, platforms, primarily in the in the deck list area, we need to be able to upload deck lists and 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 verify those for for legality and whatnot. So right. uh, he built this platform from ground up uh, to handle magic tournaments, specifically heading to arena, uh, but also magic online works there. And. Okay. Uh, we we were kind of slow rolling into the into the early part of the year and uh, kind of think thinking we'd ramp up slowly over spring get a bunch of good beta tests in uh, and then COVID hit and we're like yep tear the bandaid off let's go. <laughs> so are you doing like so everybody's just kind of doing their uh, their bit from home? I mean yeah are yeah you just um, I, I'm here in Minnesota. Uh, the primary developer and uh, and the back end developer are both in Connecticut. Uh, and, uh, the person who's going to be coming in doing some coverage and, and things for us lives in Seattle. Hmm. So are, it's, is this like a inf- officially endorsed bit by the good people at wizards? Or are you just doing this on your, what, like what it's, no, it's not, it's not an official wizards product. Uh, mm-hmm. we are, we are presenting this platform as a way to interact with their, their software. Um, just to make the tournament experience resemble uh, much more what you're used to in a store environment. Yeah. All right. So at at what point does Alan Hockman start making playmats for this? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's online. So uh, (laughs) that being said, I have, uh, I do have MTG pro shop is, is one of the other things that I do. And we do licensed uh, magic merch over there. And we started calling our, because uh, we print mouse pads over there, we started calling those arena play mats. Oh, look at you! Yeah. All right, well, cool, cool. So, uh, aside from that, so what's? Let me ask you this, man. Because, like you said, there's a thing that hit. It's called COVID nineteen. I'm aware. Yeah, that's a fun time. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's the new hit sweeping the nation. <laughs> uh, has has and, impacted uh, us personally here at the at the port household as well. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What ha- so what happened? So uh, Lindsay came down with symptoms. My wife came down with symptoms um, about a month ago. 
Yeah, right out a month ago. We had already started the social distancing thing before they even put in the orders, like, because we're like, yeah, we're not messing with that. Um, and we, we had already sort of backed off and she started showing these symptoms and it went from uh, kind of a headache and a little bit of a fever to starting to cough a little bit. And then about a week into it, about five days into it, she barely couldn't, barely could breathe. She was just not able to get more than a shallow breath in. Uh, so we took her into the ER where I was not allowed to go in with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, she had to go in by herself and, uh, they don't, they didn't at that point, and I think still don't have enough tests here. So they, they couldn't test her for COVID because they said, well, you're not dying right now. So uh, here, take this inhaler and go back home. And if it, if it starts to suck more, come back in. And uh, that took about two hours. They did an x-ray of her chest to confirm that she did have fluid on her lungs. She, and they are saying, you know, 98% we're calling this COVID, but we can't actually test you. Um, so sent home and it was another, probably about another eight, nine days before she started kind of coming out the other side. Uh, it's, it was real rough. It was, uh, yeah, no it was, it knocked her straight out. She, she was sleeping somewhere between 14 and 16 hours a day. She just was exhausted all the time. Um, you know, breathing was hard and, and that's what came down to it. So, um, but she so kind of turned the corner about a week ago. Um, although she's still gets tired really, really quickly. She overdid it a little bit yesterday and spent most of the night last night in misery and coughing and hacking because because oh she it took her too much. But Now, um, there, there's a couple things that I want to point out here that are very critical. Number one, your wife cannot get ill. And I, I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> we need her to lead the fucking country, <laughs> number one. And I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit, um, as well as you becoming the first lady. So I would, I would, I would be the first lady. I'd, I'd make a smashing first lady. <laughs> you certainly will. <laughs> um, so when she get, first of all, she goes to the, she goes to the ER. Now you take her in there. Do the girls go with you or no, is it just uh, you? We, we have a roommate, one of Lindsay's friends. Uh, we've got a basement, basically a full apartment in our basement. Um, and she was in a spot where she needed a place to stay for a little while. So, uh, she moved into our basement. So she was here. Um, we we're all kind of quarantining together cause we're in the house. And so she, she watched the girls and, and off we went. Otherwise they would have sat in the truck with me. Cause I, I literally, we, we drove up, she yeah. got out, I walked her up to the door and they said, you can't come in. And they kicked me the hell back out. And I went back to my truck and I sat in my truck in the parking lot for two hours waiting for her to come back out. And, and of course they say, if it gets worse, come back. Now, like you said, she could barely breathe. Yep. What the fuck is worse? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that was a hard thing to deal with. Um, so one of the scariest points uh, that, that happened was right near the end uh, before she started kind of turning the corner and getting better. You know, it always gets a little darkest before the dawn, right? Well, she wakes mm -hmm. up from a, from a nap in the middle of the afternoon because, again, she was just sleeping a ton. Um, and she woke up, woke up coughing and sputtering and, and I was downstairs and she was up in the room and I heard her. So I went, went up to check on her cause she was coughing more than normal. And I walk in the door and she's gasping for breath and she's coughing and it's making her vomit because the, there's so much <sighs> just crap in her lungs that she can't clear. And, and, uh, and she's got a crazed look in her eye cause she's scared and doesn't know what's happening, which of course, you know. I'm calm, cool, and collected through the entire thing, uh, you know, except inside my brain, I'm freaking the hell out. Um, right. And, and then she 
gasps and lays back and she's like, I need to get my will fixed. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh Lord, this is it. Oh, here we go. And, you know, I'm calm down, you know, stop breathing so deeply, just relax and breathe and talking her through it. And she took a couple of hits from her, uh, from the inhaler they gave her and, um, and eventually got the coughing fit under control and kind of got her, her breath back. And, uh, and then it kind of mellowed out after that and she went to sleep and she slept after that one for, I think she slept for 16 hours straight after that fit. And I kept going in and checking on her and like, did she, did she die? <laughs> right. I mean like, no, and not even kidding around. Like, do you, do you, you have to see if she's breathing, right? Right. Yeah. Because... Literally would walk up to her and, and, and gently touch the side of her chest to see if I could feel it. Cause she was breathing so shallow because her, her breathing is so bad. Um, breathing so shallow, you couldn't see her chest move or anything. Um, so I put my hand on her chest and see if I could feel it moving. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was some scary stuff, man. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, and, and the thing is, that's an example of pretty much what's happening around the country, let alone the world, right? And I mean, so you guys are obviously taking it pretty seriously. For uh, sure. I, I, like we started right. taking it seriously before Lindsay showed symptoms and then mm-hmm. like, and have been using this as, as cautionary, like, look guys, you know, she's, she's relatively young and, and good, and good physical health. Uh, like, you know, she, she doesn't run marathons or anything, but you know, she's, she's in decent health. And, and this, this put her on her back for 16 days uh, and like just unable to do anything for, for over two weeks. And that, that last bit, like when well, she went to sleep and she settled in and I'm like, all right, well, as soon as she wakes up, we're going to as- assess how her breathing is. And if mm-hmm. it's worse then we're going back in, but the next time she woke up, she's like, oh, I feel better. I feel oh, wow. like nearly human for the first time in two weeks. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's for sure serious. Like it's no joke. Health right, people right. picking their ass. Well, and, and we are, this household is taking it very seriously. We have been for, we're going on, I don't know, week four or five of, I haven't been out of the house further than my driveway. You know, that's not exactly true. Like we took a drive one day (laughs) um, just to get the kids out because I think there was a little bit of like, oh no, the world's ending, you know? And we, we wanted to show that the world is not ending. People are still Um, moving. Yeah. They are. Unfortunately, what we found is when we do there's too many fucking people. And we, you know, we took a drive up the coast and like, look at all the people frolicking, you know, you motherfuckers, (laughs) you know, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, feel, I'm assuming you probably very similarly to you. <laughs> very similarly. Like I, I've been the one going out to, to get stuff. We've tried doing grocery delivery here and like the stores, it's been so crazy for them. You got to put your grocery order in and they're like, yeah, we'll get that to you. Uh, the next delivery appointment is available in five days. Right. So, and you try to order stuff on on Amazon Pantry, and and the thing you want isn't there, and and so I've had to go out and and get a couple of things. You know, ultimately we could survive. We we wouldn't absolutely have to leave. We have enough food in the house, but like every once in a while, it's like, hey, we want the thing. So I right. mask I mask up. I grab my bottle of hand sanitizer and off to the store. And and that's what so. I- To be totally fair, I have a compromised immune system, which is a lovely thing to say in this day and age, um, because of a shot that I take for another thing, 
that I have. So I have to take a shot like every couple of weeks. And one of the side effects is you can get sick easier because it lowers your immune system. So fine. So I have not been to a store since this thing started. Now, she's been going out mm -hmm. and doing all the things like about once every two weeks, she'll make a trip and come back and we're fine as well. But then I worry that like, well, shit, she went out, you know, and a, did she, and she's wearing the mask. And, you know, if, if we go around to walk the dog in the neighborhood, we're wearing a mask. I, I, I could, I could count. I can't count the number of people because I can't count that high that are still not doing it. You know, I and went it, out right before the lockdown order happened and, and, and stocked up pretty heavily. And I've been out twice since, um, and, and they were both pretty, tried to be fairly quick trips. The first time I went through, I was the literal only person in the store wearing a mask. The right. second time I went out, I want to say it was 10%, maybe in a grocery store. Um, now the grocery store itself was doing, you know, they had somebody who was on wipe down duty was standing with the cart, you know, he's standing yep. there with a mask and, and wiping carts down and, and and setting them individually, like not stacking them up so that, right, right. The, you know, yeah. the handle that you're grabbing is, is clear. Um, and we clear the groceries when we come back. And, and now that being said, you know, we know we've had it in here. What we don't know is if you can get reinfected, there's apparently been a couple of stories coming up that, that people in China who had had it have gotten it again. Uh, yeah. so they're, they're a little worried about that right now. Uh, we're more worried about pushing it out into the world because we also don't know how long it's going to be active in our systems. Right. I, I right. had it as well. I'm sure. Um, I just have the constitution of a horse and I just don't get sick very often. <laughs> and, but I still, there was a good 10 days and I still just have, you know, might hear me cough here or there. I still have just a little bit of a rumble left in there, but I, I probably about 10 days where I had kind of a nagging cough that was going on and, and a little bit of a fever here and there. I just didn't get hit by mm. it as hard as, as Lindsay did. So then what about the kids? Because, I mean, look, I mean, I know you live in a palatial estate. Palatial. Don't get me wrong. Palatial. palatial. It is, it's got wings. That's true. So, That's true. You know, you, you, everybody has their spot. I get it. But right, yeah. We just fly to the grocery store and land in the parking lot and get right up from there. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I meant east wing, west wing, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but fine. Uh, so, I mean, what, what do you do with, uh, with mom when the girls go, hey, I want to, you know, I wanted to say goodnight or I want to do a thing. Like, what do you, what are you telling distance. them or what did you tell them? We, they had distance. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay has been jonesing for some, for some kid love for a little while now. She's uh, our oldest is let's call her emotionally distant. <laughs> uh, uh, Evelyn is, is much more of a, um, uh, she, she doesn't like to be hugged very much. She, she's, she's not a super cuddly person. Never the day she was born just wasn't just not, not a cuddler. Charlotte, on the other hand, she sprinted will crawl out. up she sprinted inside out of your of the skin inside. if she can. I mean, she's also a sociopath, so that kind of goes along with it. But she oh. will she will crawl right up inside you if you if, she, if you let her. Um, and so Lindsay was missing that quite a bit. You know, her her girls uh, cuddling with her girls. So, um, but we kept them off. They were they were they were doing air hugs from across the room. They were uh, oh, uh, when when she Killing did come out of the bedroom, which was infrequently. Um, and uh so yeah that was uh that was a long couple of weeks because uh, in addition God. to you know dealing with the the sick wife i'm i'm also the kids are home and i'm trying to deal with uh distance learning at schools trying to start that up and um and also the the startup company that i'm working on and you know working 16 hour days plus also you know keeping everybody fed and everything else yeah it's been it's been a been a rough rough month 
Are 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 you taking a like baths and having some downtime for Steve? Hell no. Who's got time for that? <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean but you got to. You real. can't. We're in, we're in quarantine mode. Uh, nobody generally has to smell me. We're going on like every three days on a shower right now. <laughs> Look at you, impressive. Well played, sir. There's, there's, well, there's, there have been, there has been, there was an entire week where I did not get out of sweatpants. Well, yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm right now. I'm wearing bike shorts under protest, and it's, it's not attractive, and it's not fun for me in any way, shape, or the, form. Well, let me get this straight: the bike, the bike shorts are protesting because. Yes, because they're on me, number one, and it's not a it's not a fancy look. It's, I don't look like that asshole that's on the bike outside, you know, doing the thing. I'm the guy that's the inside biker, <laughs> the one you don't want to see. Ah, yeah. uh, the good old um, muffin top. <laughs> uh, you know it. So <laughs> we all get older, Steve. Oh, we definitely do. My um, uh, my my, I don't even talk to my scale anymore. It's not a good idea. No, fuck that thing. That thing is a, a dick, that yep. scale. Yep, keeps telling uh, me so the li- truth and I just don't need it. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, you can lie to others, but you can't lie to yourself. You know what I mean? Oh. So listen, man, you're you're doing the distance learning. I got some questions for you because I had, uh, I don't know if I had, there was a meltdown in the house yesterday because it started, okay, let me back up a minute. So the kids have been home. Uh, for you know six weeks now and we have done i'm gonna say a pretty phenomenal job of keeping them just busy every day like they're in school monday through friday in this house and that's all there is to it and they're in school from 8 30 to 3 and we have them doing worksheets we have them doing math books we got them doing whatever what and there's some fun stuff sprinkled in there there might be a cooking thing and there might be a an art project here and there but they're you know they're reading they're doing their bit right they're doing what they're supposed to be doing so but and there hasn't been any kind of help from the school i don't want to say help but there hasn't been a program from the school since this thing started oh, okay wow. so you, it's all your, your school district didn't put something together for you not immediately. Hmm. Um, no, I mean, and, and quite frankly, it, it has started as of yesterday. Okay. So here's, here's where the meltdown started. The kids have been great. They've been like, oh, we're digging it. We're doing their things. I mean, right now, literally I'm upstairs in the, in the recording Mecca. Candace is out, but she had to take the dog to the vet. And so she's sitting in the car while the vet's doing the thing to the dog. The kids are downstairs doing math. And I'm like, okay, this is great. You know? Well, yesterday... <laughs> God damn it. This the school approved thing started. First of all, I told you we keep the kids in school from like 8:30 to 3. Yep. This school program is from 8:30 to 11:30. Yep. They give the 3 hours of school. I'm like, "Well, okay. That takes you to lunch, and then what happens?" You know? Second of all, yesterday morning, so I'll tell you what happened yesterday. Wake up, get the kids ready, get the computer set up, you know, we had all the instruction of where they had to be and and what the expectation was. Get them going. And about, you know, the thing started right at 830 and there's like, you know, the teacher and like the 15 kids in each class and blah, blah, blah. And about 30 minutes into it, you know, I walk by and one of them is like covering his face and he's he's clearly like struggling. And I I go over and go, hey, man, you okay? And he's like, and he just had a meltdown. And I was like, what what happened? Like, what's wrong? And he's like. 
all the kids are insane. Like they don't shut up. And like the teacher can't talk. And like, I can't understand what she's trying to tell me. And there's yeah. assignments and I don't get it. And I was like, God damn it. You know? And I was, I, I said, okay, let's step away. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. I go, it's day one, man. It's day one. Don't even worry about it. Just do what you can and we'll figure the rest out. Don't even sweat it. And he's like, but none of the kids know how to behave. And like, you know, and I, I kid you not. He was trying to listen because not for nothing, but we tell the kids like, hey, be I respectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, n- not for nothing, but we teach them this one little thing called courtesy, respect, uh, whatever you, whatever label you want to put, all, yeah, put on we it. Do, we do the same with the girls and it works with literally everybody on the planet except us. <laughs> We go to conferences so, and the teachers are like, they're so polite and kind and they're always helping everybody. And they're just such a pleasure to have here. And we're like, my, my girls, these need to, because they're just. Uh, you, you have trademarked one of the names, both two of the names. So, yeah. We call them TLO and TB. TB is the beast and TLO is the little one. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always enjoyed the beast trademarked. I always, I was really like that. So yeah, I mean, we had a, the, the, now today it seemed to subside a little bit where they got, you know, back on track a little and wasn't it's, nearly it's as a bad. Curve, right. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be, kids are getting used to a new normal. They're trying to figure things out and the way it goes, they haven't seen their friends in a couple of weeks and they're excited and they got to tell stories. Now, no lies uh, uh Charlotte's uh, class did like, they tried to do a, a, once every couple of days, they try to get the whole kids together on a Zoom. I think they've switched to a different platform now, but we try to get all well, because of together. all the, the porn yeah. images that flash up, that un, the unwanted stuff that flashes up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. but they there's uh, the teachers reading a story and a and a and a kid pops in and it was and it was superhero day, and I, I know you're going to appreciate this story. Superhero <laughs> day, so all the kids are are dressed up as superhero something or other. Um, and there's one little kid in there and I, you know, let's call him little Jimmy. I don't remember his name, uh, down there in the corner wearing a stormtrooper outfit. Yes. And, uh, and she, there, she's like, everybody, what, what are you dressed as? And everybody goes around and he's like, I'm a stormtrooper. And she's like, great. Well, they go and they start reading the story. And then the kid just has to let it out, just has to let it out and says, did you know that the stormtroopers are responsible for the fall of the empire? <laughs> And the teacher says, oh, that's that's interesting. I, thanks for sharing. Now, can you please mute? <laughs> can you can you stop it now? But thank you. But yeah, that's the sort uh, of stuff they they they've just you know, they're especially at their age. Uh, she's six. So there's this kindergarten. And uh, I think that I, I would subscribe to little Jimmy's podcast uh, to hear more <laughs> about this. Quite frankly, I am intrigued. And if there's a newsletter, I will subscribe. So. <laughs> it was hysterical. Well, and like, I get it from, you know, I mean, little, little ones, I get it. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, what are they quite frankly learning anyways, besides fundamentals of alphabets and, yep. you know, the shapes of circles. I mean, yeah, I, but I get boys it. Your are second or third? They're second. second and yeah. they're still not like doing brain surgery, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of those like things Evelyn's, where. Evelyn's third. And there's a, there's a big difference in attitude and ability that comes in right in that roughly second grade area. And some of the kids probably aren't there yet, but like. Evelyn's class at third grade, they're all pretty tight. Like they 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 get mm-hmm. how technology works. They they get how the mute button works. They understand that if they don't if they don't pay attention to the class rules, it takes them longer. And they really just all want to stop talking to the teacher so they can go back to Minecraft. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you got to have your, you, you got to know what's important, number one, and clearly, clearly it's Minecraft. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, how long is your school system been doing distance learning at this point? Because like I said, we literally started yesterday. Yeah, we got, we came back from spring break this way. Uh, Minnesota's ridiculous. I, I live up in Minnesota and um, uh, we've got, we've got a great governor and a great legislature and they, they, they were on top of this stuff pretty early. And uh, we, they announced the lockdown the, uh, the week before spring break, like our, our spring break was supposed to start on a Friday and then last through the next week. Uh, they announced on the Friday before that, that we were going into lockdown as of Monday and that they were canceling schools for that week. Cause we had already decided, well, we're not going to send our kids to school next week. Um, and then they, they said, yeah, we're just, we're, we're locking it down and we're going to cancel school for this week. And then by the time we get back from spring break, we'll have a, uh, we'll have distance learning, uh, figured out and we'll, we'll start working that out and, you know, evolving as it goes. Cause obviously there's stuff they have to learn. So that happened in, oh, it's been, I want to say they came back on like the 20th or the, I don't remember exactly. Let me look at the calendar here. Um, they came back. A while. Yeah, it, it's been, it's been, I think, okay, so that was through the 20th. So the 23rd of March was our first day at distance learning, I think. Wow. If I'm right. If I'm right. Oh, no, no, it was the week after that. So the 30th. So we've been okay. on it for just over two weeks. Um, okay. And, uh, and it's, it's challenging, but they do similar. Like they give us, they don't have a specific school time from like 830 to 11 or whatever that, but the teachers all send out messages in the morning. Uh, here's what we're doing today. Uh, we have a class meeting. We're going to all get together on our class uh, this time. And here's the link for that. In the meantime, here are all the projects that you have to do. I want you to read this. I want you to do this math. I want you to draw this picture. You've got a music thing today. Record yourself singing this song or we're all going to do it and I'll piece them all together. And then she'll put a video back out with like all of them put together and stuff like it. They're, they're doing a really good job of keeping them involved and keeping them active within their class. Um, but it is only, it's between two and three hours a day. And just real honestly, in our position with where I'm at and what Lindsay was going through for being sick. And now that she's back mm -hmm. from being sick, uh, she's, uh, she's moving, like she's got to get back onto, onto work cause she, cause her nonprofit or political nonprofit, um, they've, you've got a lot of work to do. So, um, we have a hard time putting more than that couple of hours to get them to do their stuff. Uh, like it's, right. it's difficult. Uh, they yeah. haven't actually done schoolwork at all yet today. As soon as I'm done with this, that's, that's my afternoon is sitting down with them, uh, and, and cranking out some, some schoolwork. Well, I think, you know, and, and, you know, look, everybody is in a very unique situation. Right. And I think it's one of those things where you you do what you can do. Yeah, for sure. It just, what's driving me nuts, man, is like, you know, I, and aside from kind of the, the the meltdown yesterday is, you know, I don't know, like I'm, I'm here in the house and, you know, like all day, all I see are like kids outside and I hear the kids in the backyard and I'm like, is there any learning going on? <laughs> like, is it, is it perpetual spring break? Like forever now? I mean, it's been weeks and I've been hearing it over and over and over. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's weird to me as a parent now, cause as a kid, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I don't want to do anything. You know, it's great. But I just think to myself, 
I don't know. Are are, are the parents doing anything at this yeah, point? I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah, they they so, do. And, but... and everybody's got different circumstances, right? Like, right. Like it's right. it's rough for us to get more than that couple hours a a day. Now, Evelyn is pretty close to self sufficient on on her stuff. She, uh, like we. Well, there goes somebody walking in front. That's the dog. <laughs> Same. Summon out for a stroll. Yep. Some, it's literally summoning out for a stroll. It's 26 degrees here, by the way. Maybe it's 30. Oh, it's, that's uh, got to keep people indoors though, right? Uh, it, I mean, it's it got certainly it. helped. We've had a, this spring, spring, spring stretches on here a little bit. We, we had, there was a day last week, it was 70 and the girls were outside in shorts and light jackets and came back in and took the jackets off because they were too hot. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, just playing out in the driveway and such. And then, uh, and now this week it's 26 degrees and we, we got, uh, we got a blizzard. We, the grass was green and started to grow. And then we got a blizzard two days ago, covered all the snow up again. Actually, there was a day where it snowed, covered the grass, warmed up enough to melt that snow, snowed again, covered the grass, warmed up enough to melt that snow, snowed again. <laughs> and then it stayed snowed until today. And now it's, it's, it's starting to finally melt off again, but. So with all, so let me ask you this though, kind of changing gears a little bit, because there's this other thing you've had going on for many years, right? Like, um, it's called Legion Supplies. It's true. So what is, and and, let's be honest. It's hard. I, 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 I'm sure it is. I take personal responsibility and credit for putting Legion on the map with, uh, supplying the upper decks. The upper decks. I mean, the the legendary (laughs) stuff from way back then, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I take credit for that. That's that's all right. Um, it certainly didn't hurt. Uh, if if you really want to pick at it, though, uh, uh, Justin Gary's ascension stuff was probably really the drive. <laughs> I'm poke one right <laughs> the, in your ear, right? Justin, there. who ascend? What? Yeah, I know, right? Never heard of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we we. No. He was our first um, license deal uh, for sleeves for ascension, and that that was probably our first, you know, big. Uh, well, big yeah, I mean, ascension is, is a growing like that. The company grew. Uh, year over year, like fifty percent year over year for four years, five years running. It was it was pretty insane. We kind of leveled. Well, up. I was watching I was watching a movie the other night, and it was it was uh, it was on HBO. Is that um? Yep. How was it called? Yep, I can't bad remember boys. the name of it either. Bad bad boys. Bo- I think bad boys or good boys or the something. It was about the kids who were yeah right. And of course, what's the one game that they keep playing? And it's Ascension. And I was yep. like, oh yeah, that's, okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so it, yeah, that's been. It's so been how's Le- how's Legion going, man? With all uh, this nonsense well, happening. Well, the. So there's the legion. Uh, the legion supplies has has two parts. It's the legion supplies that has the the sleeves and the deck boxes and and uh, card albums and and things like that. We also do custom play mats and uh, we do a lot of uh, contract work for for various other people, um, including wizards. We we do some of the stuff for wizards, mm-hmm. um, and and making promotional type things. Uh, we did uh, like if you've seen a foil play mat, like the very first foil play mats were were us. Um, there's a few other companies that are doing versions of them now, but, but we started the foil playmat thing. And then, um, the other thing that, that, that company is a part of the company. So it's, it's, it's owned by the same company. It's handled by the same company as MTG pro shop. And that's the licensed apparel for, for magic stuff. And we, we were setting up a booth at every magic fest in, uh, North America. Um, ever, so every show, like, so last year we did, uh, and a couple in Europe and like we did one in Japan and one in Brazil, we, we set up at every one of those shows. And so we, I think we did something like 35 shows last year. 
Um, no, that's oh, that's the only time I ever see you is at yeah, a show. Big shows, yeah. yeah. And then so these and now because Magic Fests all got cut down, like they 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 stopped them all. And I think I think we're out through the end of May at least now that they're they're not going to come back. Um, we that was a big hunk of revenue on those on those right. shows. Uh, so all that revenue just dried right up. And then of course, distributor orders just the vaporize overnight. And uh, yeah. so there's not a, not a ton going on on that side. We still got some things going on and people are still buying online uh, a little bit. Um, we've got some stores that I assume can't get it from the distributors because they're not ordering. They've been ordering directly from us. Um, I think our, our sales through stores that sell into eBay and things like that have, have kicked up a little. We've seen a couple of stores that have they have gone from ordering a little bit now and then to I think one, one store has ordered three times in the last four weeks. Uh, and I think nice. that's because they're reselling, uh, reselling online. But um, so like, you know, people are adjusting and people are shifting and, and getting to it. And, and we're kind of doing the same. We also do some fulfillment. Um, so we're doing a fulfillment for Uncama right now, which is a, another board game company. And that's, that's all kind of going out right now. Um, so I kept, I have one employee still working. I laid the other ones off all, all four of the other, all four of my other regular oh, full-time man. employees, I laid off almost immediately because, uh, you know, I was super upfront with them and said, look, here's, especially with this package that they're talking about with the extra uh, 600 that they're throwing per person uh, per week, mm-hmm. I can lay you off and most of you will make pretty close to what you're laying, making right now. And I don't have to deplete my cash resources. Um, I kept one employee on. He's the, he's the employee that can do everything. Um, that's Jeff. He, he, he's, uh, you know, he handles web orders. He can ship stuff out. He handles a bunch of the accounting stuff. Uh, so he, he's, he's been with me the longest of all the people that are here right now. Um, and so he's got, you know, he can, he can handle all the little bits and bits and pieces and he's basically running the company by himself right now. Um, I've also not paying myself. I haven't filed unemployment for myself, but I'm also not paying myself to make sure that we that we roll down and I've just been throwing my time into the, into the MTG melee thing, uh, because that's, that, that's a good time, isn't it? Not paying yourself. That's yeah. A lot it's of fun, a super right? good time. Like, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that I'm in a position that I could do it. Um, like we, uh, like if this had, if this COVID had happened last year, it had been, it had been real, real rough. Uh, but we were kind of recovering and things were going pretty well from, from a, a rough couple of years and, and things were real, real solid for us. And then, and then this happened and it's, you know, no lies. It's scary. Um, there's going to be a lot of companies don't make it out the other side of this bunch of them. I hope, I know. I hope I'm one of them, but uh, there's going to be a ton. Um, that know, it, it is going to be, it, it's, it's going to be rough. I had a guy on the other day and we were talking about um, his store. Yeah. Kylie T. Shite. I can't remember his, I can't remember his last name, <laughs> but it's on the show. He uh, was a good dude. And, you know, he had some really cool insights of what they're doing to keep things keep the wheels moving. And I hope, you know, a lot of other stores do make it through this. I, I, uh, you know, I just think realistically there will be a certain number that don't, and that sucks. Um, it, it's uh, COVID's going to get them too. You know, it's, it's the way of it. A lot of these stores run on super thin margins anyway. They, you know, they're, uh, yeah. they're just day to day, by. man. Yep. They're just getting by and, and, you know, you know, paying, paying themselves and that's about it. And then, poof off it goes uh it i know like much they're like living without income for for six months will right who knows how long it's going to be you know three to four months let's let's assume it's going to be at least six to eight before things start recovering anywhere near normal um and from the sounds of it depending on exactly how they decide to handle it um like we're not we're not going to see a vaccination for this for probably another eight to ten months from now well 
and that's that's the thing. So first of all, give you give a give a give your website out, man, because I want to make sure you you give yourself <laughs> sure. a plug. Uh, it's legionsupplies.com yeah. or uh, mtgproshop.com. Those are the main two, and then mtgmailea.com is the is the new project I'm working on. Cool. And you know what? Um, send me those, and when I put this up, I'll put the um, yeah, nice. I'll put the links in there too. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah man. Because um, that's how I roll. Yeah. I care. Yeah, we care. We care. Because <laughs> when I think of Jason Brenner, I think just the care, <laughs> the pure care that gets your feet off my seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I want your filthy feet anywhere near me. Um, but I, but I care, and I'm, I want. Look, I want to help out any way I can. And this little nugget of of data that goes out twice a week, um, I feel is the only way I can help right now. Yeah, so if I can. Anyway. Everybody does what they can. That's. I mean, that's actually a big part of of why we we were pushing on the MTG melee thing because uh, we we've been talking to to wizards for a while, um, trying to get because I, I don't know there are people out there that might listen to this that are familiar. There's a there's a, a terms of service that say you cannot charge for an event that you're running on arena. Um, and we'd been talking to, to the magic team for a while saying, you know, Hey, we would really like to be able to do this. Like uh, if there, we can get some kind of permission to handle this or get it done and, and it didn't, wasn't happening and wasn't happening. And it kind of seemed like it wasn't going to happen. So we we're going to have to figure out how to make revenue without, without charging for events. Uh, which, you know, I honestly, I think we're going to be able to do, we've got a lot of good revenue streams possible on this model, but, um, uh, but we really wanted to, the, once the COVID thing happened, I, I approached him again and said, look, we, we've been talking about this before. We'd really like to happen because, you know, mom and pop shop, uh, they need to keep their communities engaged. They, they need to give them a reason to still feel part of that community. Local game stores thrive on community and without that community that things start drifting away. Um, so let's give them a reason to still be part of that community. And if we're running, like they're running FNMs, like they were running in FNMs and now they aren't. If I, if we can put our platform up there and let them use our platform to run an FNM, uh, and if they can charge for it, then they can still maybe a little, little trickle of money. It's another, you know, it's not going to keep them totally. open, but it's something right. Uh, yeah, so totally. we originally, uh, do we're planning on making the the platform that if you were charging for events that you had to pay through us and could only do it that way, just because that's, you know, we're trying to, trying to capture that. We've got, we got programmers to pay. We've got, you know, all that stuff, but uh, we decided to, to not enforce that. Like people can opt into that if they want, but if they want to take the registrations at their store, you know, through their payment programs, which saves them a little, you know, saves them our cut um, and do that go for it. And, and, and that's, you know, at least through the next couple of months while we're trying to sort this thing out, just, you know, cause that means an extra handful of percent in their pocket that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that's, that's really important right now. So totally, man. Um, and plus it keeps people coming back for yeah, something. And that's, that was our goal. Like, so we, we weren't sure it was going to go for a while. And they, the last word we had had, like literally the day they released that, that statement that said they were opening up to allow WPN stores to charge 10 bucks for a, up to 10 bucks for a, a tournament on arena. Um, as soon as they made that announcement, uh, like a couple hours before we'd been told, yeah, we're not sure exactly when it's going to happen, if it happens. And then that announcement has, we found out with everybody else, like they made the announcement and somebody linked it to us and said, Hey, did you see this? I'm like, hmm, well, now I did. <laughs> so, um, and that's when we, we kind of pivoted a little bit from where we were going. Cause we didn't think we were going to be able to start charging for a while to, we, yeah. Open that right up, and we've had a few people using it, and and, and some people charging and not using. It. Yeah, it's been real interesting to see. But uh, 
getting these people together, playing in events with the people that they were playing every Friday night or every Tuesday night or whatever you were running is still really important by keeping those people connected to your community and doing that through tournaments and then connecting through discord. Like you can, you can set up discord channels and have voice chats. We've got a couple of stores that they make their own discord server and then they put everybody in voice chat. So it's just like being, sure. It's just like being in a store, you know, you've got the chatter in the background and, you know, people, people have known each other for years that have been playing at these stores for years are, are being able to have those relationships again uh, over the game of magic, like, like they've been having for, for a long time. And that's, that's real special to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm super proud to even be a tiny little part of that. Nice, man. Nice. So let me ask you this because, you know, I, I know you have an opinion on it. Um, how do you feel about this? Yeah, you, and you, I, I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about this artificial reopening date that, um, the man keeps talking about? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, it, I know, right? It's going to be when it can be. And we need to listen to the scientists. There are people whose job it is to know this stuff. And I, I know. and I'm sorry, I don't, I don't believe that this stuff is like, like air to him. I don't know, whatever, whatever quote he made that was, you know, I know this stuff so well, you know, I should have been, but I didn't. And he decided to do this anyway, like, like he does with everything. No, dude, you're, you didn't spend 15 years going to, to school to learn about viral epidemiology and uh, like, leave it to the people whose job that is, please. And they'll tell, they'll tell us when it's safe. They'll, they'll tell us. I, I, I'm in a really good position where I'm in a state with a governor who appreciates a scientist when he hears one. Um, right. So we're, we're following, we're following the orders and and he's taking his cues from, from the people whose job it is to know those things. And I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for the people that are listening directly to him that, you know, oh. he's, he's un, unwilling to, unwilling to, to tell the nation to do something, leaving it to the States, which, fair fine like that's probably an okay way to do it on some level but there needs to be some sort of national coordination and there just isn't well there there isn't and it's so there's there's two people that have hit my radar and and like only because i live in one of the states so it's like gavin newsom over here the guy in california Mm -hmm. like i was not a fan two months ago Right. I just thought he was like some, he just is very slick, you know, and I'm like, eh, you give me the douche chills, but <laughs> man, did this guy step up and, you know, he's been doing everything. And then Cuomo, man, over in New York, the guy's a rock star and he's, he's not like, I don't I like what he's doing. I yeah, like what he's doing some, over there. He's certainly doing some things right, but he's I, handling it and he's listening to, like you said, yeah, the yeah, scientists. It, there is, there is certainly some, some evidence. No, and I'm not an expert, but I know I've read some pieces here and there that was, that, that kind of, kind of called into question some of the decision timelines that he's made that, you know, maybe if he had, had jumped a little bit sooner, New York wouldn't have been as bad as it had, but you know, New York was probably always going to be one of the worst hit places. Oh my God. It was, yeah. It's, people it's, live vertically and they're yeah. literally on top of each other. I mean, it's other. not Tokyo crowded. It's, you know, but it, I think it's in top 20 or so crowded oh, cities in the, in the world. But yeah. it's, uh, but it's, there are just too many people per square inch. That's, that's what's going to end up causing the spread. It's just really, really hard to get past it. Same reason well, why well, it spreads like wildfire on a cruise ship, right? Well, sure. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on cruise ships. (laughs) Please don't, because Jesus Christ, I fought with my parents in March. Right. I was like, because they had a they had a cruise plan for like the middle of middle of the month or something like that. They were going to go. And I was like, you're you're not going. 
And I was, I was telling him in, in like January, like, yeah. stop it. Cancel your plans. No, we're going to go and it's going to be fun and it's going to be fine. And I'm like, well, no, it, no, it goddamn well isn't. And then nobody listened, nobody listened. And I literally up until like, I think a week before the, the, their trip, which was in March, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, we're going to live our lives. And I'm like, you're not though. You're not, trust you're me. It's not acceptable. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to go on a ship. You're going to be stuck at sea forever. (laughs) They're going to make a TBS TV show about you at some point. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be awful. So obviously nobody ever went, but you know, we fought about it and I'm like, okay, why am I fighting? I'm like, just okay, go. (laughs) I think at some point they get to make their choices, right? Yeah. Right. I'm like, well, it'll be the last thing we see of you forever. Um, Yeah. It's been, we've, we've had some, some, Lindsay's had some pretty tough conversations with her folks too. They, they winter down in, in Phoenix and uh, the girls were supposed to go down there for spring break. And, uh, and there was like, no, we're, we're not going to be able to do that. And then they were, they were talking about, you know, they were going to go do this and that and the other. And and Lindsay's like, no, you, you can't, you can't do that. It's, it's not, it's not okay. Uh, it's not okay it's right dangerous now. dangerous for you. And her mom is immunocompromised as well. And, and so she's, you know, 60 plus and, and immunocompromised. It's like, yeah, it's not, not a, not a good idea to go out right now. But I'm, I'm hearing this kind of across the board. Like we have some close friends who we're talking to, we're doing like the cocktail hour last week. Right. And we, it's like the same conversation where they're like, yeah, like my mom wants to, like, this is what one, our, our friend Christine was saying. Like, yeah, my mom wants to go to Vegas. She wants to do the thing. And, and we're telling her, you can't go. <laughs> like, like what, what the hell is with this, this generation right now? It's, it's, <laughs> it's making well, me nuts. I mean, realistically, it's, you know, that it's some of the, some of it's about where, where the news source comes from. Um, mm-hmm, when you, when yeah. you get information that tells you that it's being overblown and then it's not a big deal, like uh, it, it right. is what it is. Like that's, that's where, that's where the primary piece of information was, was getting out to that group of folks. And, and that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's a real thing. It's, it's good that for the most part, I think most, you know, most of it is some reason has happened, whether that's through kids or, you know, just really paying attention to what was going on. But, um, and it seems like for the most part, they're, they're, all, they're all settled in and, and locked down now, but it just, you know, it takes a little bit of, a little bit True. of coaxing and a little bit of convincing saying, you know, we, we love you and we want you to be around and, and yeah, it's going to suck. You're not going to see your grandkids for the next, probably let's call it a year, maybe even a full year, oh, but like you can skip seeing your grandkids for a year or we can keep all doing the things that we were doing. And may, maybe that's the last time the grandkids ever get to see you. You know, that's, that's where we are. Right. Right. I mean, it, it's, it, so how long do you think, cause I had a thought on when I think I thought things were going to start to subside a bit and now I'm actually, I'm, I'm changing my tune. And this is like going back two weeks. I was kind of thinking like the end of June was going to be the uh, point where, nah. yeah, dude, it, I know. And, and here's the thing, like here I am two weeks later going, I don't think that's realistic anymore. You yeah, know? it's well the so the 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 thing. And, and by the way, what I meant by no. what I meant by calming down was like we're we're still going to have this because the virus yeah. isn't gone. No, it's and still it, it's, there. It's going. One of two things has to happen. The virus has to go through the entire population and get the people it's going to get, 
Right. Or right. we have to come up with a vaccine. Those are the only two ways that we get to I go know. back to any sort of normalcy. Now, we're going to be able to probably start relaxing some of of the distance, distancing things. Like we're still going to have to practice social distancing. Like the Italians are still not going to be able to go up and kiss you on the cheeks. You know, that like the Europeans, like that, like that greeting is is done for for the for the foreseeable future. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, you know, we're going to be able to start doing things slightly more social, like gatherings, like our cons, like gaming cons are probably, I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm reasonable, if I'm guessing reasonably right, gaming cons like this are probably done until next year. Um, I know origins just rescheduled till October. Um, I'm uh, I'm skeptical whether that one goes off or not. I don't, I don't, I, I can't dude. I cannot imagine any convention with, you know, 30, 40, 50,000, whatever the number is, 60, 70, 80,000. A thousand Um, is too many. Dude, it's not going to happen. So in San Diego, if, if you really want to put like a temperature on this thing, like Gen Con is a wonderful show and I support it and I love it and I hope it goes on forever. But listen, <laughs> here's the thing. Sandy, and, and I'm, I'm going to put this in perspective. Comic-Con or Comic-Con, Gen Con is what, like 65, 70,000? 70, something like that. Yeah, thereabouts. Se- 70,000 tickets, right? I'm not talking turns on. I'm talking yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, the San Diego Comic-Con is the biggest show I've ever been to in my entire life. It's, and it'll remain it's the, stupid. it's stupid. It's stupid it big. Yeah. It's, I hate it by the way. I can't stand it. I want to love it, but I hate yeah, yeah. it. It's too many people for me. Even, even, you have when, even when this isn't happening, that's too many people for me. Right. So my point is San Diego is now taking the convention center, which houses San Diego Comic-Con, which, brings in like it's it's like 150,000 people or something like that like are in and about the convention center right. inside and outside. Yeah, because they do they do that whole the whole get, get, guest lamp area is like yes. pop-up stores all over the place and it just gets overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's like 150,000 folks in for like a 10 block radius and you can't ever get away from people in that right. 10 block radius. Right. So the convention center now has been transformed into a homeless shelter, hospital, whatever you want to call it. And th- for them to do that now, we're in April. I think Comic-Con is in July. <laughs> that show ain't happening, folks. Seems it ain't happening. And if yeah, and if that's not happening, my guess is, and again, I have no information other than I'm trying to be logical about it, is Gen Con won't happen either. I, you know? I would generally agree with that as well. I, I yeah. you know, we'll we'll see what and happens. It sucks. Things, I hate things can it. change dramatically, uh, very quickly. But I, I would be super shocked if, if, uh, like I said, even even Origins, which shifted back to October, I will be super shocked if Origins happens. Well, and who's going to like, let's just say it does. And let's just say Gen Con is still scheduled because they haven't canceled it. Right. I mean, it hasn't been canceled. And Origins did, in fact, move to October. BGG, I believe, has been canceled for this year. Okay. Um, I, if even if they reopen it up and say, OK, you can go. Do you want to go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I really don't. As man. a person who's already gotten it, probably. <laughs> right. I'll be patient zero. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. Uh, we're yeah. we're already discussing whether because we have a booth at Legion every uh, Legion has a booth at Gen Con every year, and we're already discussing at this point that even if the show goes on, do we go? Um, right. And and the answer isn't clear right now. Like uh, we'll have to make that decision much much closer. Sure. But sure. it's uh, you know because hopefully you know again you never know. Like they tell they say that it takes uh, better part of a year to to create and properly test a vaccine. 
And that's assuming that they can get a vaccine because, you know, it's clear, like you, you can't always, a vaccine doesn't always work. Like you, you right. can't always, can always get, get that it's going to work. Um, if they're somehow miraculously got it done in a, in a record amount of time, there would still not be enough time to manufacture all the vaccines that they need and get them to well, everyone. There's a thing called scale. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and yes, they can make a va- it turns right, out it's they hard. Can, <laughs> it's tough. And scale means it's got to be able to reach everybody for it to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, it's, you're, it's at this point, your herd is the world. Right. Right. And so I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not feeling. And then, so when this idiot, <laughs> I'll just call him an idiot d- decides like, we're just going to, Hey, the country's going to open back up and be better and great, more beautiful than ever. Fuck you, man. Stop it. You're irresponsible. You buffoon. Stop it. Yeah. You know, because again, the scientists are like, eh, pump the brakes there, orange fella. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At this point, and, I mean, the, the only shocking thing at this point is that he hasn't fired Fauci. And and I think it's some, or Fauci, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I've only ever seen Fauci. Him, yeah. yeah. Uh, at, at some point that seems super likely to happen because he's. Oh, he wanted to. Yeah. Because as soon as you disagree with him, yeah. he starts tweeting well, like, out he, your he came fire out with Fauci whatever, hashtag. Was it two weeks ago or so? He did that interview with somebody that says, look, you know, we, we spend yeah. X hours a day prepping him for this, for this conference. Uh, mm-hmm. And telling him the sort of things he needs to say, the sort of things he can't say, and then he walks out there and says whatever he wants. And then when I get up to the microphone, I have to try to do damage control. I, well, I don't know the funny. exact quote, but it was basically that. And, and I saw, yeah, you're right. He got, he got you're kicked right. back on it. He got he got knocked down for it. And for a while after that, Trump didn't put him at the. Uh, yeah, it wasn't at the podium. It wasn't at no. the podium. He he didn't let him up there because he because he made him mad. So I was super shocked he didn't fire him right then. And and from the sounds of it, he's he's looking to try to fire him. So well, well, I mean the the thing is, you know, Fauci came came out and like this guy doesn't doesn't have a political agenda in my opinion. No, no, I don't he's, feel he's he been does. in this he's been in this position through the past. It's been. 15 years, 20 years, he's been in that, yeah. that exact position. He's been through multiple pregnant, uh, I said pregnancies. pregnancies. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> multiple Probably presidencies. Uh, um, and, you know, both Democrat and Republican, and has served his job at, yeah. as, as a nonpartisan. And <laughs> he's just doing his yeah. thing, <laughs> what he was hired to do. Hi, I'm an so expert when- virologist or, you know, whatever. I'm. This is my job. This is my shtick. I, I know this stuff. I'm, I just want to make sure everybody gets the best information they can. And to be totally fair, he even said, he goes, look, we talked to him in the boardroom and in the boardroom, he seems to get it. And he he agrees with our stance of like, you know, what Fauci and Burks are saying. Yep. And I think both of them are amazing, by the way. Yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of Fauci. And OAN asks him a question and yes! starts going on about uh, hydrochloroxide oh. or, or whatever that. OAN. OAN. Oh, my God. Oh my, just what, where did I, and, and honestly, I, I'll, I'm, maybe it's my ignorance, but I was not aware of OAN prior to like three weeks ago. I just, yeah. I, I wasn't aware at all. I, I really wasn't you're, because you I don't off. subscribe. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that form of <laughs> news. Let's just put it that yeah, way. When, when Breitbart well, isn't, uh, isn't, uh, uh, partisan enough for you. Oh my God. And now I'm, it's like OANs in my face. And I'm like, I just, I, I want to end them. <laughs> I guess it's a polite way to say yeah, it. It's, it's unfortunate, but it, but it yeah, is what it is. And that's where, that's, you know, that's where he gets his stuff. And, you know, they, they preen and they, they, uh, they, they tell him the things that he wants to hear. And so he loves him. He's a narcissist. And that's, that's the way. Oh, that of works. course. 
Well, he has to be because that way for OAN, by the way, they're, I think they're San Diego based. That's probably your fault. They are dude. And I'll tell you, it's funny because it's really not funny. Um, It's interesting because uh, about two weeks ago, we're sitting on the couch watching something on Saturday night and like this, something about the OAN broadcast came up and I'm like, they're, they were highlighting one of their guys, like their spokesman guys. And his name is Graham Ledger, right? And I'm looking, I'm like, Graham Ledger. Now I've lived in San Diego a long time. And I'm like, I know that fucking name. Sure enough, he was like a local newscaster here in San Diego for years on CBS. And like, I'm like, oh my God. And now he's talking about, you know, neo-Nazism and like, we're under the fascist rule and blah, blah, blah. And like, it was just all like awful stuff about like the right side of history. <laughs> It was, it was just, it was, it was bad. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, I think it is San Diego because he's now the guy and he's here in San Diego. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gross. Yep. I'm like, if you look it, the, the, the simple fact is this, if you listen to that and you subscribe to it and you think like, and even Trump, you're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> you're on the wrong side. Please stop it. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that I've said a bunch of times. It's like, you know, Ugh. there's, there's, you, you can, you can choose to be, you can choose to be kind. Uh, right. At the very, very least, even if you disagree, you can choose to be kind, uh, or you can, or you can choose to call everybody that doesn't agree with you a fascist, uh, <laughs> you know, and point to the man who literally just said on the podium, was it yesterday, the day before, that he has absolute authority and uh, and he gets to do what he wants. Uh, Kingmaker. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's it, it's horrible because it's wasn't it like. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it like a month ago where he was saying, Hey, the States, uh, it's up to them, whatever no they want to do. I claim no responsibility, right. but I have absolute I, authority. So it's really funny to me. Anybody who supports this guy, you got to look at this just rationally for a moment. Take, take your Trump isms out of the picture for just a moment. And just think about a month ago, he said the States are on their own to get supplies, to make decisions in terms of like what shuts down, what stays open. The States run it themselves. Now, a month later, he says he has, now that we're closed down, mm-hmm. now he's saying he has ultimate authority, and maybe that's not the words he chose, but that's how I'm phrasing it because it gets the point across. He has the ultimate ability as the leader of the of the nation, the president, to reopen at his will, regardless of what the states say. So what the fuck? <laughs> how does that make any sense at all? I mean, just a yep. jerk off. He's a he's a jagov. He's it's, a jagov. Uh, it's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I think I think he used the term absolute authority as as what he said. I'll, I know. I have to look up as the president. Like, but, yeah. As the president. Yes. Yeah. 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 So there you go. I mean, just think about that for a moment, Trump folk. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, there's a lot of takeaway from that. You know, he doesn't want to be responsible for shutting things down, but he wants to be responsible for opening them up. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Enough of that. Yeah. Hey. So. Your wife. Let's. I, I want to briefly uh, discuss. The Segue fact this that since we're since we're political right now. Anyway. Well, fuck it. What do we? What else are we going to talk about? Games. Well, you know, <laughs> gaming. Games are cool. Games are cool. Uh, of course they're cool. And, and I and I, I think you did. You had Ryan Miller on already, right? Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Because he he did that. Uh, he did a thing where he posted it up, and we we played that with the, with the girls a couple of times. A little game that he he just made and posted up on his Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, because uh, uh, he's he's a good kid. I love Ryan. Ryan's and and, and, and also, you are responsible. You're, speaking of for you're welcome. You're you're welcome. I'm responsible for that. 
Yes, I know. I'm well aware, man. We talked about it on the show. We're like, yeah, I mean, Steve just wanted to have a bunch of tall people in one room. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, actually, it's surprisingly, that's one that I haven't listened to yet, which I obviously should because I, I, I know we're in love, Ryan, but I haven't made it to that one yet. So I'll go look that one up. Fair enough. So anyway, how's... Uh, let's talk about my wife. Well, your wife is uh, going to be uh, the president of the United States that's, at some That's point. probably a stretch, but, you know, she's she's involved. Yeah. Well, she so she wasn't born here in the states. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, I'm because I'm, other I'm, than that, she could be president. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure a woman can't get elected right now, uh, because I'm apparently we're right just now. too afraid of them. Oh, I well, w- w- women are witches. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> you know that? I mean, now there's only there's a way to tell if if you drown them and they die, they weren't a witch. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So that's what I mean, we do. Think it's comforting. Like it's comforting to know. You know, have a final answer that way. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I think at some point, you know, I thought this this year we had a shot, you know, I mean, again, look, I, I was not a Warren fan personally. However, she's in my party. So if it was going to come down to it, I would have voted for her. Yeah, um, I, w- I was on the Warren train. Yeah, no, I know you were. So uh, but how I mean, I mean, what is she doing now? Because she's she's going for was it Congress? Uh, so she, well, what she's doing right now, she's in Senate, I believe, uh, suddenly that my, my brain is skipping on that. If she's a Senator, um, which she just endorsed Biden. Okay. Uh, good. With, with a, a reasonable statement, like you know, the same thing that Bernie did, like, Hey, right. uh, stakes are too high. You know, uh, this is the people that the voters put up. So, so let's stand behind him and make sure that, that this is, that this is a done deal. Sure thing. Sure thing. So what's what's next for Lindsay? And by the way, her name is Lindsay Port. That's true. Uh, okay. she is <laughs> Just so you can her, look her up and see that this is legit. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. If you can Google my wife and get some interesting articles. Um, she has currently running for Minnesota State Senate uh, okay. and in our district and uh, um, running against uh, an incumbent Republican who's who's pretty awful. Um, right. Well, but he's an incumbent, and that's always a yeah, rough beat. It is a rough beat, and he's and he's been there for I want to say ten years. He's he's had oh, position. Uh, Minnesota is weird, and with our state senate uh, senate races, in that they run, I think they run every two years and every four years. Like they go two years, and then four years, then two years, and then four years. It's it's strange, and I don't know why they do it that way. I'm sure there's a there was a reason for it at least at some point, but that's that's the way they do it. So, um, so he's had two four year terms and a two year term. Uh, and I, I think they're running for the two year term right now. Uh, but anyway, so Lindsay's running for that. And, uh, um, and that is, uh, um, she ran for state house four years ago. Uh, and that's our, like our, our house of representative, but at the state level, um, right, some, place, right. some places like Wisconsin calls it the assembly and there are a couple of different places they call it depending where you live, but the state house of representatives. And, um, and she, uh, she closed on there was an incumbent Republican there, and uh, that Republican had beat the previous Democrat who was in that seat um, uh, pretty handily, uh, several thousand votes, I believe. And then uh, Lindsey came along and narrowed the gap. In a year that that Trump won the presidency, uh, my pretty politically unknown wife came in and ra- uh, ran as state ran for state representative house against a very well known incumbent. 
who had beat an incumbent Democrat two years before and and almost got there. Uh, something like 1,000, maybe 1,500 votes she was off by. Oh. Um, it was pretty close. Uh, it was a devastating loss for her. She she was she was pretty sad about it. She she right. literally wore out three pair of shoes door knocking. She she knocked everywhere. She walked around uh, the entire district, and I, I she's the number of doors she knocked. She told me at some point, but I I, I forget what it was, but it was absurd. Um, well, that's how you got to do it, man. You got a canvas. Yeah, yeah she she <laughs> worked it hard. She worked it hard, and um, and when that went, she you know she was kind of hanging for a while trying to figure out what to do, and then she started a nonprofit called Blueprint Campaigns. Uh, Blueprint Campaigns uh, gives political uh, advice and help to women, uh, people of color, LGBTQ folk, uh, generally un- unrepresented, uh, underrepresented people uh, in governments. And they take on campaigns and give them help to to help run a better campaign and to build a good team around them. Because one of the things that the Republicans did really, really well and have done very, very well for for well over a decade now uh, is is building a farm team, you know, bringing bringing up people through school boards and city councils and uh, and smaller government like that, and, and getting those people, moving them to state, and then moving them from state into national politics. Um, they've done that very, very well, and it's a thing that Democrats have have struggled with, mostly because a lot of those smaller uh, the smaller elections, you know, city councils and whatnot are tend to either be run non-political. And so you don't, you don't put out your political, your political sure, meetings sure. out there, but also uh, very honestly, probably tend to want to have a slightly more conservative person in that spot. Um, so they just tend, tended to be that way. Well, they, they ended up you know, building up this crazy good farm team and they just, and they just have really good organization around. And part of the thing that frustrated Lindsay when she ran the first time uh, was trying to get the resources she need. And and she was, and and as I I mentioned, she ran out of, she wore literally wore down to the pad uh, three pairs of shoes. She had to buy new shoes to go, to go door knocking. And she worked her butt off. um, And and a lot of times just didn't feel like she was getting the backup that she needed, uh, you know, at a, at a party level. And so, and, and just, and not from, because they, they did financially support, they did, they did give her access to information and things like that. But as a first time candidate, she didn't know what to do. Uh, right. you know, she learned everything school of hard knocks and she learned how to find a campaign manager, how to find a campaign committee president and a secretary and a treasurer, and like these people that you need on your campaign committees, um, yeah. they're very, very difficult because you know, they're volunteer positions for the most part, uh, like especially at the lower levels, like nobody pays you for this. Uh, you have to find somebody willing to give up their time to do this thing. But then you also have to have somebody willing to give up the time to do these things that knows what they're doing, which is a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. other thing. There's a big difference between a volunteer and a good volunteer. And a good volunteer, yeah. So <laughs> what they've been working on steadily over the last roughly four years since since she since she came off of her last election, uh, that, that first election she ran that she didn't win, um, is she started working on this nonprofit and they put together this this uh, this team of people and they do trainings and they uh, so for the 2018 election they reached out to I think they picked up nine state house races. Uh, of that were for the most part all women and people of color and LGBTQ. Nice. Um, they they had one uh, 
one just like Trump's cabinet. Dude. Yeah, they had one straight white married do on there, but he was he you know he's in his early thirties, and so he at least fit the demographic of being young, and he's also progressive as hell. So uh, they brought him in, and he was in a tough district that they really really were hoping to win, and and um, so down to the twenty eighteen election, they won six of their nine races, uh, and the and she told me that, and I was like, wow, that's great, you know, you you did really well, but like you know where the real numbers are, right? You know, because I'm a gamer. I said, you, your real numbers lie in the percentages of what you did versus races that you weren't involved in and how those races did. So in 2018, where it was a blue year, uh, where there was a lot, like just nationwide, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of women run, won elections, a lot of people of color won elections, like they're just in general, uh, the Democrats took a big jump forward. Um, they, they outperformed. So if there was a Democrat running against an impublic, uh, um, uh, an incumbent Republican that won, their candidates that won against uh, incumbent Republicans beat them by 5% more than the people that did this in other places in the state. Wow. On the, and, and the same number goes to people who lost. So even though three of their candidates lost, they raised the amount of people that came out and voted for them compared to the same similar sort of races in other parts of the state that they, that they weren't involved in by something like five points. And what that ultimately does is that brings up and puts more Democrats into the ballot for the statewide elections like governor and senator. And out of that election, we got, we have now two Democrat senators, I guess we did before, but there was a chance that we could have lost one um, with the replacement of the Franken seat. And then, uh, and a Democratic governor, um, and basically a landslide. Um, and, and a lot of that work is is straight on. Like if you take her numbers out of that poll, that race gets a lot, lot closer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I truly firmly believe that my wife had a very serious hand in our current government in Minnesota, the way it is because of yeah. the work that she did. And it's, and it's phenomenal. And when she decided to run again, I was like, you know, let's, let's uh, running is hard. Like running is really, really hard. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of time and it takes money. Um, and it yeah, and it's true. nearly thankless. Um, and what she does with Blueprint is is, in my opinion, so much more important than than one race. But she's the best. Well, it's person. true. And we, she's the best person need- to take on this candidate uh, here. I think so. She's she's trying good. Well, I mean, all all we need is good leadership, and and quite frankly, people who you know, public service is a tough tough gig because you yep. hit the nail on the head. It is thankless. Yep. If you're looking to get pats on the back, this this isn't for you. What 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 people want to see is all the like grandiose bullshit that's happening right now, but what people don't understand is like the stuff that really builds our country to a good place is is stuff you don't see. Yep, <laughs> it's the stuff it's that, stuff that yep. happens behind the curtain, yep. you know. Yep. There, and it is a it is a hard gig and if you're looking for pats on the back, it ain't the thing for you. So if you're doing this and you are a good public servant, God bless you. I mean, seriously. And, and you know, God bless your wife. She's awesome. Yeah. So look, and when you when do me a favor, make sure you send me some. I'm sure she has a site for she her. Does. She for does. Uh, Lindsay Port for Min, or Lindsay Port for Minnesota. So Lindsay Port for MN.com, I believe. So send it to me and I'll put it up with the rest of them. Nice. And, nice. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, all right, I'll man. We'll print one as well. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Send them all. Yeah, so many. Send me all you know, the links for everything. Link the hell out of this thing. <laughs> 
All right, man. Well, look, I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go do the thing with the kids, and I gotta get, uh, I gotta get the next lesson going yep, here, same, man. I've, I've been up here for over an hour, and they're probably like, well, well I don't know. They, I mean, they're going they've down. They've resorted schedule. to eating each other. I'm sure by now they're they've gone feral. They're like those two dogs in the beginning of like Man of Steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, it's Superman returns. Were, uh, so. We haven't done any schoolwork today, and so as soon as I hang up here, that's that's my thing. I got to go get them on schoolwork. I know we already missed a Skype meeting today. I just couldn't get to it this morning, so the so the little one missed her her school Skype meeting. Well, stop being a bad parent. Okay? I am a terrible, terrible parent. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. You're a good man, Steve Port. All right, cheers, You're man. man. All right, buddy. It's good talking to you. Absolutely. Let's talk over the outro. Fuck it. Let's Sounds do good. it. <laughs> we'll just uh, keep chatting on. But, uh, Let's just keep chatting on. It's fine. That's it. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> hey, folks. Brenzor here. Hey, listen. You know, I love providing content for you. I really do. It's it's enjoyable. I have a good time doing it. I hope feel like you're enjoying it because I get a lot of comments and I get a lot of messages and I get a lot of people saying, Hey, this is, this is awesome. I really like what you're doing. Keep it up. So listen, if you can support the show, I'd appreciate you doing so head over to the Facebook page. You'll see the link on anchor. Click on it. If you want to support the show, go for it. Donate a buck, do what you got to do. I appreciate it in this weird time. But if, you know, if you do and, um, you know, I get enough support, I could start, uh, Maybe uh, leveling up the show production a little bit. What do you think? All right. Well, look, if you want to and you can, I'd appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave it at that. Go to my Facebook page. <laughs> Brenzor's Dead on Facebook. You'll see the link at the top for the Anchor site, which is anchor.fm forward slash Jason dash Brenner. Boy, that wasn't a mouthful. Anyway, go over to Facebook. You'll see it. Click on it. There's a support button. Support the show. Dunka. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.